Hey, Big Tay, you watch South Park? Heck yeah, I do. Well, then you gotta check out our friends of the podcast, the Spirit of South Park podcast, where they break down and rank every episode of South Park, starting with season one. Oh, that's pretty cool. Screw you guys. I'm going to check out the Spirit of South Park podcast after this. Welcome to Talking NASCAR with Burn and Big Tate, America's favorite NASCAR podcast by NASCAR fans for NASCAR fans. Enjoy the show. Welcome, race fans, to episode number nine of Talking NASCAR with Burn and Big Tay. I'm Burn. And I'm Big Tay. And we are nine episodes in of the greatest NASCAR podcast in the world. How do you feel about that there, Big Tay? You're darn right we're the greatest NASCAR podcast in the world. Heck yeah. We got a jam-packed episode in episode number nine for you. So, Big Tay, let's get right to it. Tell the pit crew how to get a hold of us. Well, it's easy. You can get a hold of us through our Facebook and Twitter pages. And our handles there are at NASCAR Talking. And also check out our Instagram while you're at it. Talking NASCAR. That is right. Well, with that, Big Tay, what do you say we drop the green flag and get right after it? Heck yeah, let's do it. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing. Three, two, one. Green flag, green flag. Go, go, go. And we are off. First things first, Big Tay. Let's go over the Dover race. All right, let's do it. What are your initial thoughts on that race there at Dover? Well, after Dover, I can't help but recall from an earlier episode of my prediction, and yes, I'm calling it a prediction, of Hendrick's return to dominance. And boy, did they show it at (laughs) Dover. That they did. The Hendrick Motorsports team swept positions one through four in that race, and like I mentioned, this 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 year was really the the opportunity that that Hendrick has to return to dominance and, and become that force that everyone is chasing in the season, and, and it, that's exactly what happened here at Dover. Oh, it definitely definitely is, and they Hendrick Motorsports dominated the race, starting with Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson won stage one and stage two. He was the front runner through the whole race, it seemed like, the, the car to beat. And then came the pit stop. With 98 laps to go, the pit stop heard around the world, or at least around Dover. And that is when Alex Bowman was able to beat Kyle Larson out of the pits, taking over the lead and leading the last 98 laps to victory. I, I just got to say that that highlights how much of a team sport that this is and it's i'm not talking just driving i mean talking the pit crews and and getting and the work they the bowman's team did and getting him out ahead on that pit stop crucial crucial it was as as clutch of a pit stop as could be and it's not like kyle larson had a bad pit stop or anything like that it's just alex bowman's crew was just that much better (laughs) at that particular pit stop and he was able to come away with the victory. Almost uh, shades of uh, Jimmy Johnson in the old 48 team there, huh? Exactly. Exactly. And speaking of Jimmy Johnson, Alex Bowman was really struggling at the Dover racetrack. And he said he texted Jimmy Johnson about tips from the 11-time Dover winner. 
And uh, from those tips that Jimmy Johnson gave him, he was able to uh, help him guide to victory. So that's pretty not, neat not little uh, tidbit there. Yeah. How, how nice has that got to be when you've got Jimmy Johnson on speed dial for to give you tips around a track that he's won, what, 11 times? 11 times, yeah. So, a nice luxury. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> As Big Tay said, uh, Hendrick Motorsports did get all four of their cars in, peri- in uh, positions one through four. Alex Bowman won. Kyle Larson was second. Chase Elliott, defending champion, was third. William Byron came in at fourth. And Joey Logano, Big Tay's favorite driver ever, was uh, number five. Good for him. How do you feel about Joey Logano? How do you think Joey Logano must have felt staring down the four Hendrick Motorsports cars trying to get to the lead, knowing that he had no shot? Uh, Well, not only Joey Logano, but, uh, yeah, really the rest of the field, you know. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard to – it's kind of disheartening to have – Oh, for sure. You know, all, all four team, all four cars of a single team, up at the front and in front of you. Especially, That's... especially when they were just like Kyle Larson was out front all race, so you know they have mm-hmm. something in that garage figured out. Yep, yep. That's that's for sure. That was for sure, and it, it was definitely on display at Dover. It definitely was. Uh, any final thoughts on the Dover race, there, Big Tay? Uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, what, what else more is there to say other than <laughs> Hendrick, uh, dominating the race and, you know, walking, walking away just like they own the place. So not much else to say on that other than, uh, maybe let's, let's, let's move on to the next race. <laughs> because this next race, the circuit of the Americas race is a doozy and we have a lot to get into so let's start breaking it down right now big tay absolutely well first of all i i got to mention that i did nothing but i was i was a big couch potato that day because it was there was there was auto racing going on all throughout the day starting with f1 and indy 500 qualifying and then to top it off we had the nascar race at the circuit of the americas so it was an early Christmas, uh, early version of a Christmas uh, for for an auto racing fan, it, from my perspective. But oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, there's there was a inaugural race, so there's a lot of hype and build up to it. Um, but uh, well, I, Bernie, I want to get your opinion on on the race and kind of what what your initial thoughts were following this inaugural race here at the road course at uh, outside Austin. Well, first things first, uh, something I noticed is that being it uh, the the first time that NASCAR has been there, I noticed that a lot of the drivers uh, participated in multiple different races throughout that weekend just to try to get that more experience on the track. Uh, highlighted by Kyle Busch's dominant Xfinity race win on uh, <laughs> on Saturday. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I want to... Uh get your impressions on is uh what would you think about uh you know some of those cup guys getting a ride in the xfinity race here beforehand and uh, do you think that uh maybe helped them in gaining some advantage or insight onto onto the track for sunday well kyle bush is is known to race in that xfinity race i want to say he is like 
close to a hundred wins now. In he's the he's the yeah series. he's the all time all time wins leader. In so that he likes to dabble in the Xfinity from time to time anyway. So uh, it's no surprise to see his name right there at the at the winning. I uh, I thought it was pretty neat. I'm sure though some of those Xfinity drivers would uh, would not think it pretty neat. And some of the regular cup drivers came in and took their rides, and it is what it is at that point. But, hey, you want to know what? That's one of the luxuries of being a cup driver is you you basically uh, get granted any opportunity like that. Yeah, well, that, that, that might be up for debate. But, yeah, I mean, d- definitely – I, I think that that was an advantage to those guys that ran the this the Xfinity race. Obviously, new track that we mentioned, and anytime you can get laps in on some place that you haven't really been before, or much less your competitors, I think that's going to give you an edge without a doubt. At least give you some insights as far as you know things like the breaking points and how far you can take the cars and. Maybe not with the cars themselves, obviously, with the Xfinity series being different from a cup, but as far as from a driving standpoint, it definitely gave them some more things things to think about and try to strategize for the, for the big show. All right, Big Tay, what do you think we get into talking about the race on Sunday? Yeah, let's, let's dive right into it, so... Let's first go well, over. Let's first go over just the the who won the stages. All right, so your stage winners were Joey Logano in stage one and Kyle Busch in stage two, and then your eventual race winner was Chase Elliott. Yep, that champ he, champ finally yeah, won. He did, and and true to his nature and history, the road course king was victorious yet again at a road course. <laughs> So this race, wow, is all I have to say. My initial my initial reaction <laughs> to the cup race was wow. Um, there were a lot of a lot of storylines right off the bat there, Big Tay. Um, first off was uh, that the drivers went through pit road the first time to so they were able to judge. Before the race started, so they were able well, to. Well, yeah. Well, to, before speed. you go, before you go any further, I, I just want to point out that there was rain at this track, and we were still able to have a race. Yeah, and and there was rain <laughs> forecasted, and then the second time, right before the race started, without any kind of penalty to their starting position, each team had the ability to change from rain tires, which they were equipped with initially to slick tires, which have no tread on them whatsoever. Um, And a lot of teams took that option up. I think only five teams didn't take that option and uh, Mm -hmm. of putting slick tires on. And then of course they dropped that green flag and what happens rain and it rained hard. Well, I, 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 I got that, that, that was a fair call by NASCAR. You know, they, they put it into the hands of the teams as far as what they wanted to do. Uh, at least from my perspective, I mean, you're you're right. In the beginning, there there it was clear, and and rain. Uh, it did rain. Uh, start. You know, there was some precipitation coming down, but it's not like that. And as we saw, it's not like that. The rain right away uh, would would really hinder these cars. Uh, so 
you know, I, I, I think that was a good call by NASCAR and, and allowing the teams to do that. And that, that kind of, to me, that kind of follows, follows suit with other racing series, with what they've done. You know, they, they allow teams to choose what tires that they start off with either rain tires or, or racing slicks. So, so I, I applaud NASCAR in that, in that first, uh, in that, in that early call, I guess. Well, speaking of the rain, it rained and they continued racing and that was a major factor in how this race ended up and a major storyline in, uh, throughout the race. Yeah, no, it definitely became a story later as 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 the race went on. Yeah, a lot of the top drivers started complaining about visibility issues. Uh, Mark Truex Jr. was involved in a in a pretty uh, pretty scary accident actually, and uh, came out and immediately said he ran right into the back of Michael McDowell, who had checked up, and he hit Michael McDowell, and then. Uh, Cole Custer in the 41 car ran right into the back he had, of Martin he had Truex no Jr. Idea. He could not see could not see him sending Martin all. Truex uh, Jr. airborne for a little bit, and uh, it definitely definitely was a, a scary situation. Uh, it was kind of interesting. I was talking to my brother Tom, avid listener, who uh, is was Heck watching yeah, the, was watching the races as well, and. Uh, he was on a had a little bit of a delay uh, from when I watched it to when he was able to see it, and I'm like, "Oh, big accident, big accident!" And it was a a pretty pretty interesting uh, hearing his reaction live time <laughs> to uh, to that accident. Yeah, it was it definitely was a jaw dropping moment for me at least too. It was you know, wow, it, that was that was definitely a scary crash, hard and fast impact so and they walked away that was a impressive part because cole custer's car was i mean it caught on fire like right away and uh luckily it was extinguished very very quickly and uh he was able to get out and wasn't injured very much so but uh that did cause that accident actually did cause a red flag on uh, lap 26 and uh they were down for for quite a bit and during that downtime NASCAR came out and decided to send the blowers out and try to dry the track a little bit. Yeah, that was a good move by NASCAR. Um but I think they should have they should have at least thrown a caution or something earlier cuz on the replays, you know, w- well w- well before Truex's incident and even with uh, the other incident beforehand with uh uh, I think it was beforehand, but with uh, Harvick and and Bubba Wallace mm-hmm. from the replays, yeah, there were there was no visibility going down that long back straight. And even he Den- just had, Denny he had Hamlin just had spun the spray out. and the, yeah, well, yeah, Denny Hamlin spun spun out, uh, kind of leading up to that. But uh, I mean, just from from the 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 camera views, they, you know, they were incredible going down that back stretch. With all the spray and the rooster tails coming up from underneath the car, I mean there was zero visibility. So, I know I applauded NASCAR in their first call early on. Uh, I, I'm if hey, you know what? If anything, I'm gonna throw a caution flag here on NASCAR for Ooh. not throwing a caution flag earlier. Okay, so caution so, on NASCAR. Yes. Okay. Putting it out on NASCAR. Caution, caution, yellow's out, yellow's out. Putting it on NASCAR because. 
even even in in Formula One and other road racing series, when visibility gets really bad, they're gonna do they're gonna take measures like throw a caution to you know until until the uh, you know well in the interest of safety for the drivers and NASCAR really didn't do that in my opinion and and the the end result was what you saw with the incident with Truex and Custer and and even beforehand like I said with Harvick and and uh, Bubba Wallace. One of the things that NASCAR did try to do though is uh, during that red flag they they went around and allowed the teams to put Rainex on their windshield like. That was going to be the be all end all fix for this situation. I'm I'm surprised that uh, Rainex didn't uh, buy some you know, advertising time or anything like that because they were they were all up and down pit road with with the Rainex. They they definitely were, and it was, uh, and they weren't uh, name brand or you know shy about showing that they were using <laughs> Rainex the brand. Oh, yeah, free, free, free plugs and advertising for him there during that rain delay or you know, red flag. Yeah, and there were a lot of top drivers who all complained about the visibility issues with this race. Um, you had Denny Hamlin complain after he spun out due to poor visibility. Martin Truex Jr., his accident, he complained about poor visibility. But uh, the most telling one of all, I think, was Kevin Harvick after the, after the race. And he said that that race was the most dangerous thing he has ever done on a racetrack by far. And that leads me to the next question there, Big Tay. What do you think? Do you think this race should have continued? And what impact do those words by these top drivers have at anything like this happening again? Well, let me preface this by saying that NASCAR this is this is a new realm for NASCAR and the you know the the officials. So it's it's a uh, it's a hard lesson that had to be learned, and it was unfortunate that it came at the expense of guys like Harvick, Truex, uh, and you know their incidents. So I'll, I, should they have continued? Yes, I mean they should have. Um, but they, they, they could have taken some measures uh, prior, uh, like I mentioned, maybe throwing the caution beforehand and getting those getting those jet dryers out there before uh, a little a little bit sooner because you know when the, when the when the track was just kind of wet it was it was still raceable but once you had the standing water and that kind of accumulate that's when we saw those problems so I'm I'm just hoping that NASCAR learns their lesson from this. I'm just worried. I'm 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 really worried that we've seen the end of any kind of driving in inclement weather whatsoever on any track. I I I don't think so. I think they're still going to drive in rain, but when it gets and and you know that's something that NASCAR maybe hopefully learns again. Like I said, but uh, there, there's going to be a point where you know they're going to have to stop or you know throw a caution or something. Not not just turn them loose like they did, uh, you know, when, when the track was as bad as it was. Yeah, and and they eventually did stop the race. They threw a red flag and they ended the race early. We haven't touched on that yet. They uh they did cut the the race fourteen laps short. And uh, what's really interesting with that little tidbit was uh, something Kyle Larson said 
and uh, Chase Elliott would not have been able to make it to the end of the race with their pit and fuel strategy nope. that they nope. had. That's right. So by ending the race 14 laps earlier, they essentially gave Chase Elliott a win because he was not <laughs> able to, he would not have been able to win that race at the at, at track speed or right. even even caution because that that course is over 3 miles long. So it's not a, a lap or two that you can make off, make up by tailing off your engine or tailing right. off yeah, the throttle. And, and Chase wasn't the only one. You know, no. it, at that point of the race, there were I, I, I there were a couple of cars that uh, had come in to pit for fuel because they were banking on it going the distance. Um, but obviously, it didn't. But uh, I mean, with the road course being as long as it is, the the strategy there is you can still make up that time with. Uh, the cars ahead still having to pit as well, but yeah, like like you said, it did essentially hand the victory over to to Chase Elliott. Yeah, and you know you could see Kyle Larson disappointed for the second week in a row, finishing second. And uh, actually, why don't we go ahead, Big Tay, and uh, go over the top ten for the Circuit of the Americas race? All right, I'll give you the rundown here at uh, following the Circuit of the Americas race. So. Obviously, we mentioned Chase Elliott was the winner. Second place was Kyle Larson. Third place, Joey Logano. Fourth place, Ross Chastain. Fifth place, A.J. Allmendinger with a solid run there for Colleague Racing. Sixth place, Chase Briscoe. Seventh, Michael McDowell. Another bit of a surprise there and a good run for him and that team and uh, with their top ten run there. Eighth place, Alex Bowman. Ninth place, Tyler Reddick. And tenth place, Kyle Busch. Yeah, there were some names in surprising names in that uh, in that top 10 from the Circuit of the Americas race. And one name I didn't hear was William Byron. And uh, what's that? 11? Well, that's because he missed, he missed the top 10 by just one spot. So William Byron finishes 11th, ending his streak at 11, coincidentally, of top 10 finishes. It's a pretty impressive streak. And then to see it uh, end on a race, a uh, rain-shortened uh, race, that had to have been a bittersweet pill. I'm, to I'm sure if they ran, I'm sure if they ran the full distance, he probably would have made a run for that top ten. But don't be surprised, you know, don't be surprised if uh, he follows this this week up with another top ten run here the next week. So, well, he has been very consistent, that's for sure. <laughs> um, there was some with this win though. For Hendrick and for uh, Chase Elliott, it was pretty significant in the grand scheme of things. Um, it was the eight hundredth win <laughs> for the for Chevy, the manufacturer Chevy, in the Cup Series, and that's pretty impressive. That it is. Uh, eight hundred is not a number that comes very easily or often. So uh, definitely a milestone win for. Uh, the Chevy, uh, you know, the Chevy racing team. And on top of it being the 800th Chevy win, it also tied Hendrick Motorsports with Petty Motorsports for the most team wins with 268. And that's also very impressive. And uh, if you're Richard Petty, you might as well just show up next week because at the rate this, go- this it's going now, uh, mm-hmm. Hendrick is, is dominating. 
I should I I you know it's funny you mention that, but I I should also mention that uh, Hendrick and Petty are doing something really cool uh, with the milestone. So they are taking the door off of Chase Elliott's winning car, and obviously Chase is going to autograph it, and so is Richard Petty, and I believe the Hendrick team will. So you're probably going to see Hendrick and his uh, autograph on that being his his race team. But they're going to take that and they're going to auction that off for the benefit of the Victory Junction gang. So a, a, a really good charity by NASCAR. So um, just thought that'd be, that's, that's a neat little uh, thing that uh, both teams are doing, you know, kind of recognizing the history of the sport uh, and the significance of this win. So, so I can't, really cool I can't teams. wait to see that door at hanging in your room there, Big Tay. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to get my first bid in there. I, we'll, we'll, we'll see if I keep up. all right well you have anything else you want to touch on from the circuit of the america's race there big day yeah just uh kind of one little kind of closing thought the the so the race was good i i'm not knocking it by by any means um but uh just kind of want to give my opinion a bit and this this might be contrary to the popular opinion but i think i really think that the rain was a a bit of a saving grace for this race you know i think uh, the exact same way big tay i really do just um ex- just because just because the way it's sh- well just because the way it shook things up uh you know this was really the first race nascar has had that from beginning to end was impacted by weather and we were still able to have a race but but, it did. Uh, it it the, shook the rain... things up, and it was it kept everybody closer together, because there was more of a even playing field. Because you get into these road courses, and the it, the field could be stretched. It, it, that's then that's exactly what I was kind of trying to or wanted to get at too. Is because uh, as we saw with the Xfinity race the day before, Kyle Busch just really just kind of ran away with the thing. And yeah, there wasn't even a my... single car anywhere close. To him to yeah, challenge he had, him. he had what like a nine second lead or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, going into the Sunday race, the Cup race, you know, I, I in the back of my mind, I was I, I was thinking, man, what if that something like that happens? And that's not going to be, that's not really good for the sport, for the track, and and you know, with a bigger inaugural race like this. But with, like I said, you know, with the weather, that that shook things up enough to make things interesting, and it it totally changed the landscape of the race in my opinion. So, and I think it did for the better. I agree with you. I think it definitely did for the better, especially when you get into new tracks like the circuit of the Americas, a lot of eyes were on, on, on the sport on Sunday. And, uh, the fact that it rained was definitely, I think helped as far as, uh, the, the competition goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, that's I, sure, I personally so. enjoyed the race. How about you? I did. I'm. I'm glad to hear that you did too, because I know, obviously, you you know you are an asking friend, but I I was interested to get your opinion and thoughts uh, on this style of racing. You know, as as you might not have been following, you know, the Indy cars, the F ones, or the other road racing series. So I'm, to be honest, I'm I'm glad that uh, this was something that you were able to enjoy as well. So I I definitely did too. Final thoughts for the Coda race. Are they racing there next year? Well, it'd be a crime if they didn't. I'll say that. I hope so. I agree, and I hope so. All right. Well, moving on to uh, our first segment, 
and we're going to go into NASCAR news. So what you got for news there, Big Tay? Well, there was quite a bit of news breaking in the world of NASCAR this uh, this past week. Most notably of that was the report uh, to be yet as yet confirmed as the uh, as of the time of our recording this podcast. But uh, so there is a report of Brad Keselowski moving to Roush Fenway Racing next season, with the little caveat that uh, he's also being offered a stake in the ownership group for that team. Well, that'd be a big get for them. That that absolutely would, and that does kind of start to get get you this, uh, you know, scratch scratching the beard there a bit, and uh, thinking about uh, silly season here in, in its early start here to what uh, what that might mean for some teams coming up here. Yeah, especially but, uh, uh, over at Penske. Yeah, that's true. With uh, Penske, I mean, you have. It, it, it if if he does end up leaving that does open up a seat in the two car so there there are a couple drivers that have been kind of talked about and maybe waiting in the wings obviously with uh austin Sindrick and the defending xfinity series champion but that uh also kind of brought to mind the situation with the matt de benedetto Ooh, the uh, the, the that 21 would be, car that would be interesting to see Matty D in the two car. That would and and obviously with them uh, with the twenty one car having that alliance with uh, Penske that kind of makes sense. But uh, who knows? I mean, I I would love to see De Benedetto uh, in that two car, but uh, in the the reality of things, I think Cindric's getting that 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 two seat if if that is indeed available to him. And yeah, then, I agree. But, probably. But on the flip side, that might open the doors for keeping De Benedetto with the with the twenty one team, which I wouldn't mind to tell you the truth either. So yeah, we'll they're... see. We'll we'll see. It's uh, something certainly to keep an eye on. And uh, Roush uh, Fenway was also uh, in the news with they uh, extended the deal of uh, Chris Busher for a couple more years, and uh, so congrats to him and. Uh, they also extended uh, the Fastenal brand uh, as their title sponsor. Roush Fenway making some news, huh? How about that? It's been a while since uh, they've really been talked about. Yeah, I mean, Jack Roush doesn't uh, make very many appearances <laughs> anymore. No, he doesn't. But uh, I, I, I mean, you you mentioned that would be a get for Keselowski to get to, you know, to um, have a ride with the Roush Fenway group and. If that does happen, I'm I'd be pulling for it. It's it's been a it's been a good long while since they've been relevant. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to have a, a championship driver of his caliber uh, in in a ride there, that'd be something to see. And hopefully, uh, maybe the start of things for that team to turn around. So we'll see. All right. Well, moving along to our next segment. Uh... We'll just call this our mid-regular season review. We're halfway through (laughs) the regular season. And Big Tay, what are some surprises so far? Well, without a doubt, right now in the season, it's got to be the lack of victories for Denny Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick. And I know we've mentioned this in the past multiple times, but... 
it's just still surprising that they have not had that success here yet, even you know ha- halfway here through the regular season. I agree. That's number one on my list of the surprise, just the the lack of wins by those two. I mean, they won so much last year, and for them not to to have a win when and I'll just go into my second surprise of this year so far, and that's the parody. I mean, there are there have been 14 races, and we have 11 different drivers have won. The only only repeat winners have been Martin Truex Jr. twice and Alex Bowman. And it for Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin not to be on that list of of winning drivers, I think that mm-hmm. is definitely the the shock of the season for me so far that that definitely is a shock no no doubt about it so uh hopefully those uh, you know those those guys can turn things around here you know we, we keep saying that but uh hopefully it does actually happen and I, I, you know if all the harvick and hamlin fans are say, screaming the same thing too which you know it's got to happen <laughs> it does eventually they're going to break through, and uh, it's just how big are they going to break through that door once they uh, once they get off of the, the current slide that they're on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another thing I wanted to touch base on in our mid-regular season review is Hendrick Motorsports. They have really been coming on here lately. They're already really good, but they here in the last two weeks, again, they placed one through four at Dover, first and second at the Coda race. I'm not surprised. I've I've said I'm not surprised at all. It's, Out of the it's... 14 races, they have won five, and every single one of their gr- gr- drivers in the Hendrick Garage has a win. And I know, Big Tay, you said you were not surprised. My question to you, is this current lineup at Hendrick Motorsports better than when Hendrick Motorsports had Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt Jr., uh, who was the other driver there? Uh, Casey Kane. Casey Kane. Yeah, I've 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 said it. Yeah, this this is this is the team that Hendrick that the previous Hendrick teams wanted to be. I'm, I'm talking the 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 organization overall. What they what they're doing right now, I I think has a chance to surpass all that has has preceded them. Not not. You know, not taken away from Jimmy Johnson's seven championships, but as an organization, as a whole, having right. this as, much success, as top to bottom. The group, because you know. we've talked about how Jeff Gordon was on the downswing of his career during that time. Dale Earnhardt Jr. was was there. He was the most popular driver in the sport, but he also didn't see the he most did, success have, in the sport. He didn't sport. have too much success, exactly. And, yeah. and Jimmy Johnson won, but he also wasn't the most popular driver by any means. I agree. I think that this, the way the organization is now, is exactly what Rick Hendrick imagined that would that if, would be. If you want to build a dynasty, this is this is the team that you want to build a dynasty around. These drivers and, 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 and the, this, the surprising, team. they're all young drivers. They're all young drivers. Yep, yep. Now here's here's something crazy to chew on. Down, you know, the, we still got plenty of season to go, but. Just think about the potential of having all four drivers, the final four drivers, all be Hendrick drivers. How crazy does that sound? 
and it's not too far fetched given given it's their not. you know how they're how they're doing. How exactly that, that would exactly. be a crazy championship week in a crazy championship race because at what point if, if do they just say okay we're not no favorites y'all do your own thing just just have at it yeah go at it because only you exactly. guys are gonna win so we're not all together against somebody if, it's exactly it's all yep. of us if if I am someone in the Hendrick organization. I'm doing everything I can to lock out all the other teams from that final four. I'm doing everything that I can to make sure that all four of our, 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 our cars are in that championship four. That would be, that would be something else that would, we would have a lot to talk about here at talking NASCAR, especially going into that race. We would. And that, that, like I said, that might be far fetched, but it's not outside the realm of possibility. It's here, definitely so. not. <laughs> Well, Big Tay, we're halfway through the regular season. Who do you think is the champion? Who will win the championship? Well, the regular season championship, ah, man, it's. I think it's going to be a toss-up between Hamlin and Truex, just just the way they're performing. But if if I got to pick one of those, I'm I'm going to give the edge for regular season champ to Hamlin. I think his wow. uh, his consistency has been there. And and he's gonna be, he's gonna be up there for, as far as with the points, uh, for for the regular season championship. He has had the consistent finishes. Um, the only thing knock on him right now is, is the wins, which we've hit on before. We both think that Denny Hamlin will eventually well, win this season. He's just well, he's just got to get the points to you know get that championship. If the wins would obviously help, don't no doubt about it. But. Right, and especially when it comes to playoff time, but we'll hit on that here in a minute. My pick for regular season winner is going to be Martin Truex Jr., just because he really has had a dominant season so far. Martin Truex Jr., I believe, is is going to be there at the end of the season, regular season. Now, playoffs, who do you got winning the championship at the mid regular season right now big day see the playoff champion right now oh man uh uh, it's kind of tough uh i if if i were to get if i were to pull a name and and this is i'm I'm not putting any science behind this at all but uh i I think alex bowman might have a chance here that's funny because he he is the guy who i was thinking of too uh as a, a as a distinct possibility, especially in that scenario of all the Hendrick drivers in the top four, <laughs> I would put money on Alex Bowman to be the winner. But uh, you're going Alex Bowman. I am going. You want to know what? I think I'm going to go with Alex Bowman as well. I hate to rain on your uh, parade there, uh, Big Tay. You just you just you're just uh, keeping the love going for the 48 car. Huh? That's right. I think it'd be pretty neat. It would be pretty neat. It would. It would. It would. No doubt about it. I think that would be cool to the see. Only, the only – my other option was Kyle Larson, and I'd just rather pick Alex Bowman than Kyle Larson, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, like, you know, like we mentioned, it, it would – it honestly, I think it's a coin flip if we were to see all four Hendrick cars make the, make the championship four at this point. Yeah, and even if they don't, I think Alex Bowman is still going to be uh, my pick at least right now. We'll see what 
we'll reevaluate come we'll playoff see. time. Like, yeah, there's still plenty. Of, there's we still have the rest of the second half of the regular season plus the playoffs, and you never know what happens in the playoffs. So we'll see. <laughs> That's all I can say. You got any uh, anything else for the midseason review? Uh, there, big day. You know, can't say that I do, but uh, I I sure am glad that Chase finally did get his win this season. So good to see. That it is. That it is. All right. Well, moving ahead, why don't we talk about the Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte Motor Speedway? We got that race coming up. And uh, are you excited about this race there, Big Tay? I am. And this is another one of the crown jewels, if you will, of, of NASCAR. You know, you have the majors in, in golf and tennis and... This is right, you know, in the NASCAR world, this is definitely one of them. This is the the longest distance race that is ra- is run in the Cup Series and very prestigious, historic. So, yeah, definitely look forward to it. Uh, it's, it's something to look forward to always on Memorial Day weekend. So, one of the cooler aspects of this race is that it starts later in the day. It is uh, so you have the changing racetrack dynamic to deal with um and then on top of that it's run on the same day miles. as it, 600 miles run on the same day as the indianapolis 500 and one of the cooler things was when drivers would run both races and so here's my question to you there big tay out of the current current roster right now who are some drivers who NASCAR drivers who you want to see run the Indy 500 and some IndyCar drivers who you'd like to see run the Coca-Cola 600. Oh, well, I first off, I I don't think we're going to see anyone have as much success as we had since Tony Stewart did it, did the double duty on Memorial Day. Right. Well, he was the standard at that point. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's freaking smoke, man. But (laughs) I I, I'd like to see and, and I know Kurt Busch did it a couple years ago, you know, doing the double. But I'd like to see him do the double again. I mean, he had he had a decent showing it. Though. I think what it was I, I believe it was a top ten uh, at Indy, and for him to come into uh, you know come back to Charlotte during the six hundred, that was uh, like you know like I mentioned hasn't really been successful since Tony Stewart did it. Uh, we you know we've we've had other guys attempt it uh, like Robbie Gordon and and John Andretti in the past, but. Uh, Kurt Busch, he, he definitely showed. I think he showed some promise when he ran ran at Indy a couple years back, and it'd be really cool to see him get back behind the seat of an open wheel again. I agree. I think actually, I think it would be kind of cool to see both Bush brothers um, come through and do that, and that would just add the whole brothers dynamic, uh, and the fact that I believe that Kyle Busch can drive any anything put in front of him. He would race a tricycle <laughs> if he could. He would. He would. He would. Now, as far as IndyCar guys, though, uh, my my obvious pick is is Jimmy Johnson, <laughs> your guy, your guy. Now, I know he's not running. He's not running the Yoles in IndyCar, but he has expressed interest in running the Indy 500 one day, and I I, I can understand him uh, kind of taking his time and you know uh, kind of set. Uh, tempering his expectations a bit, but I, I, it, it would not surprise me at all if one in in the near future that we see Jimmy Johnson run 
uh, run the Indy 500. Now, would he do the double? Mm, I don't know, but uh, it would be neat. Though. It'd be cool. It'd be cool to see. It would be really cool to see him. The only that. problem is he wouldn't be in the 48 car at that point. So does it matter? Well, kinda. It's you know <sighs> he he's known and iconic for the 48 car. But true, true. At the same point, it would be kind of neat if he was able to sign like a, you know, a one race thing for with Hendrick. I'm, I'm sure Hendrick can spare a car for him for the 600, <laughs> if you were to do that. <laughs> I agree. It would it's... be it would be neat to see Jimmy Johnson. My uh, my IndyCar driver who I would like to see is a, is not one of the more popular guys. It, but it's a guy who I think would have. A fair amount of success, actually, and he's a driver named Connor Daly. He uh, he's from Indy. Connor Daly. He's he's awesome on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 an excellent Twitter follower. Follow and uh, he Indy's his home track. He he always qualifies great there, and uh, he dabbled in the Xfinity series a couple yep, he years has back. Run Xfinity. Yep, he has run Xfinity. So. so he has experience in the not in the cup car, but in stock car racing. Stock cars definitely not formed him. For, right, and so I think it would be it would be pretty neat to see him attempt uh, the double duty. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. I like that for sure. Kind of, kind of, just to finish up on that, uh, you know, as a, I guess a wish. I know I mentioned Jimmy Johnson, but as a wish list. Uh, Scott Dixon. I mean, he is he is arguably the best IndyCar driver in the series right now, and just being able, you know, if if we were to see his talent, if he can take that over into stock cars, I think that'd be something cool to see too. It definitely would, especially a friendly little competition between the open wheel guys and the stock car guys. Mm-hmm. It there's always you know that little rivalry going on, and it'd be kind of neat to see see one of them come over and and race in the coca-cola 600 especially scott dixon who like you said is arguably the number one indy car driver right now he's yeah he's he's the guy he's got the pole for the for the indy 500 coming up this weekend too so definitely top of his game over in the open wheel circuit any other thoughts on the coca-cola 600 at charlotte motor speedway there big tay no, not really. Uh, other than you know, maybe uh, I I should have uh, I should take the uh, strategy of picking a Coca Cola driver here for the Coca Cola Six Hundred, based That's on right. previous <laughs> previous races of, uh, for example, the Bushy McBush race. <laughs> so that 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 maybe that might be a, a. Well, this is normally where we would make our picks, but we got a surprise for the listeners. And that is, oh, congratulations, that? everybody. You're going to get more of us. We're releasing a special pick episode this week. And there might be a special guest on there. Shocker. Suspense <laughs> is killing me. That's right. So make sure to tune in to that special picks only episode. And actually, we'll give a rundown of the of all the picks and everything. It's It's going to be a great episode. Um, especially if you're involved in our contest, which we'll shout out here. Go ahead and uh, go on Facebook every week, submit your drivers, and uh, and get involved in this contest. It's easy. We're right at one week in se- uh, segment number two, so get in on that contest, and uh, maybe Did one day you'll it's get free. S- it's it's free. It's one hundred percent free. Free to join. So. And maybe 
just maybe you'll you'll hear in that special episode what what the segment one winner got and i'll tell you what for free he's going away with quite a bit of stuff <laughs> what do you think about that big that's, day that's uh, there, there's there's no value can be put on on the prize uh for winning uh the the, the segments here so yeah be sure <laughs> to check that check out the episode and uh, join in on the fun as well on a fantasy game that's right well moving ahead to the preview of the sonoma raceway out there in sonoma california well that race wasn't run in 2020 due to due to the covid it's a it's a road course so again when it comes to picks you'll hear our picks in that special episode but i doubt you'll be surprised at some of the names being said there Mm -hmm. uh what else you got to add there big tay well Sonoma has been uh, been a staple on the NASCAR schedule for quite a while, so uh, it's it's good to see that uh, the series has branched out to more road courses. But uh, you're definitely going to see uh, one of the more classic, quote unquote, classic, if uh, you will, road courses that are on the uh, on the circuit. So uh, don't be surprised, like like Burn mentioned, uh, don't be surprised at some of the names that we picked. Uh, going into the road course but uh, that should be uh, another interesting uh, race to to check out here in the coming few weeks well now we're gonna get into the betting with burn segment that's big tay's favorite segment isn't it big tay that is that's uh that's that's the part of the show where i can potentially win money hopefully that's right and that's everyone's favorite is when you can win money or if you're smart you win money by not putting money where I'm putting my money. Because <laughs> I was gonna say I that's have, I haven't won in quite a while and Yeah. It's starting to get pretty tight there on my bank account. <laughs> but this is the week. Uh, you, gotta, the week. you gotta come through for our pit crew here, this Burn. Is come the week. on. Charlotte you Motor Speedway. Through. Burn's gonna come through. That's right. So real quick, race favorite, Martin Truex Jr. Surprise, surprise. At plus 400, Chase Elliott at plus 550. Both Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson at, are at plus 600. Denny Hamlin sitting there at plus 850. K-Harv sitting there at a plus 1100. And so is Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano. Ryan Blaney at plus 1600. Alex Bowman also at plus 1600. So there are some lines there that I, that I like. Um, first off, Kyle Larson at plus 600 putting money on him. Alex Bowman at plus 1600, taking it all day. Joey Logano plus 1100. I know you hate Joey Logano, but Joey Logano's going to win me some money at plus 1100. <laughs> I also am going to throw a couple dollars at Tyler Reddick at plus 4000. If he hits, I'm a rich man, maybe retiring after the Coca-Cola 600. And then of course, I can't not put money on Denny Hamlin right now because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Denny Hamlin plus 850 throwing some money on Denny Hamlin. You uh, throwing money on anybody there, Big Tay? Well, I, I like the uh, the the intriguing odds there on Alex Bowman. And, and if anything, he'd be he'd be one guy to put money on. But to be honest, I'd, I'm leaning towards any one of the, the Hendrick cars. Maybe I'll put money on, on each of them. All right. Uh, well, that's definitely uh, definitely a, a, I think a good pick for you to win some money on there, Big Tay. I'm hopefully. hoping for it. Hopefully, I'm hoping for it. So 
You gotta get something right here with your with eventually your burn. You gotta come through. You gotta come through for for us here. So that's right. We'll see. All right. Well, now it's time for my favorite and everyone else's besides Big Tay's favorite segment, and that's Big Tay's crazy NASCAR fact. And we have a fancy introduction. So take it away, introduction. It's time for Big Tay's crazy NASCAR fact. Brought to you by Big Tay. All right, so today's crazy NASCAR fact is uh, related to the race at Dover. We had previously mentioned that Hendrick Motorsports sweeped positions one through four in, in that race, but you'd have to go all the way back to 2005 to the last time that that feat was accomplished. Back in 2005, this was accomplished by Roush Fenway Racing. This instance at Dover was only the fourth time in NASCAR history that a single race team had sweeped the first four spots. So that's pretty amazing and once again highlights the return to dominance of Hendrick Motorsports here this season. Yeah, that is so a that's crazy your, NASCAR fact. That's that's your crazy NASCAR fact of the day brought to you by Big Tay. Well, heck yeah, that does it for episode number nine of Talking NASCAR with Burden and Big Tay. We cannot thank you listeners enough for all the feedback we've been getting, for tuning in and staying active on our social medias. And Big Tay, tell them again how to get a hold of us. Get a hold of us through our socials on Facebook or Twitter at NASCAR Talking. Or even our uh, uh, Instagram page at Talking NASCAR. And we even have our emails, uh, so reach out to us that way. Uh, we're always checking those out, so you'd uh, love to hear from you. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, looking forward to seeing those responses, getting back to you, and, and we'll catch you on the next one, I guess, huh? That's right. Make sure to get your picks in. Make sure to check out that special picks episode. We go into some great information that will help you make some picks. And uh, most importantly, enjoy the races. With that, we'll see you next time on Talking NASCAR with Vernon Big Tech.